Welcome to Optimistic Tales. I am your host, Dr. Eric M. Moody. After surviving a very hot summer break, I'm really looking forward to the cooler fall weather and, of course, all the appropriate food groups that come with this season. Candy corn, pumpkin bread with melted butter, and eggnog sprinkled with nutmeg. So needless to say, it's great to be back with you to start Season 5. I think you're going to enjoy the upcoming episodes. Right. I'm here today with Nicole Shakespeare. Hi. Hi, Nicole. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. She is one of my former students, and uh, I've had I've had students in the past on the podcast, mm-hmm. and I I find you yes. or them <laughs> by typically that that first discussion question that I ask about tell us something unique about yourself, and you know that's when I I, I find those unique students that first of all don't have a problem telling people about themselves because a lot of students don't and oh, I yeah. use it to kind of as, as an icebreaker to, to warm people up but uh, I, I really enjoyed reading not just your reply for yourself that you talk about yourself but and I'm not going to read these but I just want to show you that I brought them mm-hmm. the replies that you gave to your your fellow classmates oh yeah and and you know I can tell that you were you're the type of person you know, because some people go, yeah, those are great comments. Awesome. And that's all they say. But you were like, you really nailed in, you know, what they were talking about at the time and giving them advice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that uh, you know, pat on the backs and things like that. And, and so that's the type of, of person that shows empathy in, in just the smallest situations, just to reply back to a, to a message on a, on a chat. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, those attaboys. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Right. It feels good. It does feel good. It feels good, feels good giving them, and it gets feel good yeah. giving them, uh, getting them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Nicole. You're in Enterprise, Alabama now? I, I am in Enterprise, Alabama. But you're from Atlanta. I'm, well, well, I'm originally from Dothan, Alabama. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. The bluegrass yeah. area. Yeah, wiregrass. 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 Bluegrass is Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we I'm from here, and I just should have known that. The wiregrass area. Wiregrass. I knew there was some grass. The peanuts. Home of the peanuts. Yeah, most of the world's peanuts is grown right there around Dothan, Alabama. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we have a peanut festival and everything. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah well, down south, I'm... you can get all sorts of festivals. <laughs> Grand Bay has a watermelon festival. Yeah. yeah. Slocum has a tomato festival. Yep. Yeah. So I'm in Enterprise, and that's okay. home of the bowl weevil. Okay. Which the bowl weevil is the reason why we grow so many peanuts. Okay. So anyway, but yeah, down that South Wiregrass, South Alabama area, um, not South Alabama Mobile, but the other way, right. Southeast Alabama. Southeast Alabama. And uh, yeah, that's home. But I spent about 12, 13 years in Atlanta, north mm-hmm. of Atlanta, a little town called Duluth, okay. um, Gwinnett County. Was it near um, Peachtree Street? Oh, how many peach tree streets are there? <laughs> no. My brother lives in Atlanta Ew. and there's all sorts of peach trees. Oh tree my streets. god. I think it's I think they counted. It's like seventy something oh streets with the word peach tree in it. Right. So yeah, I stay off of one of those seventy five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh it's you know, it's it was Atlanta. It gave me a different perspective right. uh, on just life and people in general. I never seen diversity before I moved to Atlanta. I had been an Alabamian my whole life, and uh, 
growing up in Dothan and growing up around that area and then coming to school when I first started at mm-hmm. South years right. ago. Right. <laughs> and, um, I've only seen people that look like me or people that look like the people that went to my high school. Right. It wasn't until I got to Gwinnett County that I saw um, people of all different ethnicities, right. cultures, backgrounds. A lot of different hair color. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the first time I saw a sign that wasn't in English. You no know, kidding. Yeah. In I, Atlanta? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Well, I mean, it was just amazing to me right. that that much diversity. What language was it? Uh, Korean. No kidding. Um, yeah. They have a lot of Spanish signs, mm-hmm. you know, stores and things that are right. not necessarily in English. And it's okay. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> yeah. absolutely is okay. It's, it's, it's great. Absolute, it's it great. makes you yeah. want to seek out and see what it is. You're, you're absolutely right. You're <laughs> absolutely so, right. And so I just had never seen anything like that until I moved up there. So that was an eye-opening experience. And then being up there and now moving back to Enterprise, you know, that's just one of those things like, hey, look, I wish everybody got that experience. Right. Outside of Alabama, I wish everyone would just get out, do yes. something. They need to. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. See the world at least for at least for a week. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. go pick, you know, spin a globe, hit the finger wherever it lands, and just go. And go. Yeah. And, and don't be upset. Like, oh, they're different. Of course, they're different. They're supposed to be. You know. Yes. Not only supposed to be, <laughs> but you need to know that they are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we are we are not it. No. Yeah, we are no. not it. I mean, I love the South. Absolutely, but we are we are not it. Look, I am Southern born and bred. I was born in Pensacola. Um, I'm a Navy brat. And, I mean, I love everything about the South. If anybody asks me what I love about the South, I would say everything. The sweet tea, the catfish, the grits, the peanuts, the bowl weevils. Rutabaggers? Rutabaggers. Oh, don't you love rutabaggers? Oh, my God. Collard greens? Pot liquor? All of it. All of it. (laughs) But we have to get out the South. Mm-hmm. And we got to find some other things that we love and enjoy just as much. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, escargot, man, snails. People, people go. My God, I had garlic snails when I was in London. Oh my God, I could eat them for days. I mean, you, you know, they're, they're nasty me. to look at. Don't judge me. Don't <laughs> don't judge me either. But uh, I, you know, you have to get out. Yeah. And, you know, don't they, judge me. I had guinea pig when I was oh, in Ecuador. I might yeah. judge you. <laughs> Guinea pig. Yeah. We had we had guinea pigs when we were in in Gainesville. The kids we homeschooled our kids during the middle school mm-hmm. years, and so we had some got some guinea pigs for whatever reason. Those are the nastiest critters. Well, and I call them critters, but they taste like chicken. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. How did, what how did you eat? It? How did you eat it? How did you eat it? I fried. Mean, it was fried, dyed, and laid to the side. I guess. <laughs> no, it was grilled a little bit. They made a little guinea pig. Okay, I don't want anybody it. writing in. <laughs> Any animal no, activist about no. Nicole eating guinea no, pigs? No, please don't. It is a delicacy in Ecuador. Wow. Yeah. And it's funny because we were at the vet yesterday with my little dog, and we were walking around waiting for the the blood test results, and big old glass case with like four guinea pigs, and yeah, they're, they're could have been different. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for somebody. For somebody. Not for me. <laughs> 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 Ooh, things to make you go ooh. <laughs> so, uh, so again, but you yeah. got to get out there because yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it, you know, if if you don't know what's out there, you can't appreciate what you have or don't have. Exactly. So, so let's uh, we're gonna jump around now because I I told you before we started recording that 
I wanted us to have a conversation because I know your background. And I just want to get to lots of it. But one of the things that you do, and I, and I told you this, I didn't think we'd get to it, but mm -hmm. we've gotten to it, mm -hmm. is your study abroad you went to in May. Yeah. And, and you went to Ecuador. We went to Ecuador okay. and Galapagos. So how, do, how does that um, inform not only the way you, you now see uh, uh, in you, where you live in enterprise, mm -hmm. how does it change your view when you go out now into your community and, and work with your church? Mm -hmm. You're very active in your church there. Mm -hmm. how, does, how does being there and seeing those conditions inform and maybe change or, or influence what you do now when you get back home? So we are a country and a people of surplus. We always have more than what we need, but we feel like that's never enough. Right. And going to a country like that, going to, we were in Quito, Ecuador, we were in um, Galapagos Islands, and seeing how well they appreciate and seeing how much they don't have, right. and they're still able to make it work. Yeah. And make it work into where, from someone like us, from us Americans, we're just college students yeah. going over there for an experience. They made our experience so much better with so much less. Right. And so then you kind of take it like, okay, how can I create that same experience in whatever I'm doing with for whoever I'm doing it for? Right. And as I think as a people, we just need to realize that sometimes it doesn't have to take a lot. Right. It's just the smallest things. Yeah. It's the it's the literally the smallest thing you can do for right. someone can mean the world. Um, we had a little lady at our hostel. She cooked. I mean, we stayed at her. It was like a bed and breakfast, right, but Ecuadorian right. style. Right. So, <laughs> hostel. Right, hostel, right. <laughs> but her, her sister, her daughter, they got up every morning. They cooked us fresh breakfast, squeezed the juices from whatever fruit it was right. of the day, right. and, and served us. And, you know, for us, we're thinking, oh, no, we got it. You right. know, just lay out a buffet and we'll go serve ourselves. And they're yeah. like, no. Here you are, here's your plate, here's your fruit, here's your fruit juice. Do you need coffee? Do you need water? And to think that those little ladies, they stayed there, they worked there, they served us, even though we were very capable of serving them. Absolutely. And we were very appreciative, but they worked with what they had. Right. And they created experience for us. Yes. We can do that. Absolutely. Anywhere. You, you can do it anywhere. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. And and it's that service mentality mm -hmm. that that – I, I appreciated in what in the stuff that you were writing for the course for the in, in my class, and the way that you I, I could tell that you were honest and sincere, but there was a real empathy in there. Oh yeah. Of of and so so tell us a little bit about your thoughts on empathy and, and why you feel that that's important if you're in a in a place where you can serve people like you do. Oh. Because you 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 never understand what it's like to walk in somebody's shoes. You never until you do until you do. Right. And you know there are times where you never think you would have to walk in somebody's shoes. Right. I've had times in my life where I if if I had to look back on, I'd be like, oh no, not me. Right. <laughs> I was so easy to say that in my younger days. I was <laughs> like, oh no, not me. That wouldn't be me. Right. And then I became a person to where it was me. Yeah. Or it was my family, mm -hmm. or it was someone close to me. Absolutely. And then, what do you do then? Because you have um, turned an eye, you have you have said, "Oh no, not me!" So many times that you just can't deal with it. No, you face it head on, right? And you say, "Okay, this is where we are. This is what we're dealing with." And then, once you have that experience, 
then it's for you to share your experience with the next person. Right. Or it's for you to understand where they're coming from. I've worked with children. I've worked with adults. Um, my latest passion pro- project is a lot of my um, special needs and special needs community, um, parents and children in that in that aspect. And no, I have not had a child with special needs. Right. But what I can say is I've never had to think about what life would be like if I had a child with special needs. And now that I've encountered them, now what do I do to help? Mm -hmm. Now how do I empathize with that parent? Because I don't know their story. I don't know their struggle. But I can say, hey, I'm a parent too, and let's work on this together. And that's what I feel like just in life in general, that's what we need to do more of. We need to collaborate more. You've done something that I haven't done. I mean, you've done podcasts. <laughs> this is my now, first one. Now you've done one. Now, <laughs> so now yeah. I've done one. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, yeah, let's let's bounce off of each other. Right. You right. know, that's what we should be doing. So not to put you on the spot, and, and but uh, I, I'm curious about this because I've asked other uh, guests such as yourself that, mm-hmm. that, are, that go out and do uh, community service from a, from a very humble point of view. Mm-hmm. Was there a certain incident or, or something that happened in your previous life that that you that made you click that button that said I, I think helping people is the right thing to do mm-hmm. and typically I find that there is there, oh, there's yeah. something that happened. was there anything in your life that I mean without getting too personal but there usually is there's yeah. something that clicks and go wait this is the right thing to do to help people and I, I that's what I wanted that's how I wanted to define my life and, and as a matter of fact that brings me to, what did you say about, uh, uh, oh, you, you said that you see yourself as an aspiring entrepreneur trying to dismantle the relationship lev- labels that I used to define myself. Mm-hmm. So what was it about the way you viewed yourself up to whatever this event that you're about to tell us is mm-hmm. that said, made you say, wait, I need to redefine the way I am so that I can help people? Oh, yeah. So it, it takes me back to South. Okay. Um, I say back to South like I'm not sitting here right now. <laughs> but I, I actually have a back to South. Four years ago <laughs> I was here, so I have a back to South story so, too. So I say back to South because right. just a little background, like you said, not yeah. to get too personal. But um, I started my journey 20 years ago here at South, mm-hmm. over 20 years ago now. And I was a typical student. I was a typical honor student and what I thought I was in high school. Right. Um, I was in all the extracurriculars. I played basketball. I was mascot for a year. I was honor roll. I never missed a day of school. I, I mean, everything you could possibly think of. I got my academic scholarship to South. Um, I came here, and I had every intention on being the perfect student. I was going to finish in four years. I right. was going to be something that I didn't really know I was going to be at the right. time. And I had my, I had it all figured out. I figured everyone had it all figured out. I was a great sister, great daughter, right. great niece. You know, mm-hmm. I was just, you know, all of those. Cousin. Cousin. Yeah, you put that friend. in your, you, you talked about that, <laughs> yeah, those labels. I was, I was just everything that everybody needed to be. Right. And um, I enjoyed my freshman year a lot. Right. A lot. <laughs> I mean, every part of right. freshman year, year, I enjoyed. Yeah. And to the extent to where my plan fell apart. Right. 
But my plan came with a new plan. Right. And that plan, um, people used to say, don't get the freshman 15. Right. You know, you're going to eat a lot of pizza. Well, I got the freshman seven pounds, two right. ounces, born September 18th at 2.36 p.m. <laughs> so that's what I received, a right. big package of right. a human body right. gotcha. that I'm now responsible for. Absolutely. And that changed because the role of mother right. was a role that I was not ready for at the time, and I didn't think I was going to have at the time, so right. I hadn't even thought about it. That's right. And at that point, it was like, wait a minute, I can't do this by myself. There will be no way that I can do this thing called parenthood by myself. And I didn't have to. I mean, you know, my son's father was involved, and and I come from a big family, and once they got over the shock Mm -hmm. that the nerd (laughs) was having a baby, (laughs) that, you know, they were very supportive. But, you know, now I'm left with how do I do this? I returned to South. My my roommate now became my babysitter while oh, I'm in class. Okay, right. My um hangout Thursday night college night downtown mobile buddies right. now became my weekend auntie and uncles for my <laughs> for my son right. while I worked. <laughs> you know, it was just it became this thing that was like my son became part of my South community. Okay. And I just had to make that work, but it also made me think like, look, no one would have thought that it would be me. Right. I wouldn't have even thought that it would be me. So right. now going forward, yeah, I can't just be this, 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 this. I've got to have a more empathetic view because you never know someone's story. Right. If anyone looked at me right now, right. they wouldn't know. Right. And <laughs> that everybody, story. it's funny you say that because, and, and everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. Everybody has everybody. a story. Everybody. No matter what that story is. And from, from what you're telling me, and I, I'm hearing that you you you've had a grasp on a on what community is. Mm-hmm. It was in in your situation you were relying on, and you and you even used the word community. Mm-hmm. You re, you've relied on those individuals in that community, mm-hmm. whether it was your family or your roommate or your uh, your college buddies, you know, and, and you've redefined what community meant or means to you or meant to you without changing the idea that communities are important. And, 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 and I've talked about this in, the, in, in my course, that the definition, the simplest definition of community is when two people care enough to help the other one. Yep. And you only need two. Only need as, soon, two. as soon as one person cares enough for another person to help them, you now have community. Again, mm-hmm. it's the simplest definition. But in your case, you, you, you completely define that. Oh, definitely. With your so that's so I appreciate you sharing that with us yeah. because because that's what that's the the seed that grows oh, into yeah. what you're doing, uh, and then and we can and this would be a good stepping stone because in your that first discussion that we that we did <laughs> mm-hmm. you you said um, if you don't mind me, I'm I'm going to quote my family has been adamant about giving to the less fortunate yeah. my husband and I regularly regularly take our children. Students and mentees to community service projects. We have regularly, thanks, Mom, served <laughs> breakfast at the biggest church in Midtown Atlanta. I like this one. Dispersed cold weather essentials to the homeless in freezing weather conditions. You said there is nothing too small that you can do for others that can seem insignificant. And so talk to me about 
why you felt it important to impress that upon your kids. Because now you have grown kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all in college. They're all... Um, Are they Jack? South well. Alabama? No, no South <laughs> Alabamas. I try. Troy? I try. Is it Troy? No. No, I have, you didn't um, go to Troy, huh? I have a senior at Jacksonville State. Mm. I have a junior at Birmingham Southern and then another junior at Alabama A&M. Wow, they're all over so, the place. Yeah, all over the place. Far wow. away from me. So. <laughs> That's the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> and, and such is life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, close enough that I can give to them, but far enough away they got to right. call me if they're coming home. Right. So what, what made you uh, talk, get them involved like that? I mean, obviously you could have not done that and oh. said, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to do, you know, make my kids do what I did. But, but why was that important enough that that's what you did with, with because, you know, as parents, and I've, I have three kids as well, mm-hmm. you know, their spare time is our spare time. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. What was it about that your your experiences that you wanted them to experience that as well? I think I know for me personally, and I, I think my husband would speak to it too. That we just wanted them to understand that every time you think you don't have something, there is someone out there that has less, right. and there is someone out there that has less that could benefit from something that you have. Right. And if you really, really feel like, oh, my God, mom and dad are being so hard and so mean and so bad, <laughs> then, you know, just think. People out there have it harder. Yeah. Now, you're complaining that it might be too hot or too cold in the house because depending on how my hormones are set up that right. day, it might be either or. Right. But, hey, it's 30 degrees outside or it's 29 and there are some people out there without heat. 3-0 we go. <laughs> 3-0 we go. I love we it. We are going to go hand out some stuff. We're going to hand out some blankets and hot hand warmers. And you're going to really see, you know, and we didn't do it as a punishment. Right. But we did it just so that they have some sense of empathy. Some Absolutely. sense of, hey, you are not alone in whatever you're going through, but there are also some other people that have it a little harder. Right. And and you've got to you've got to know how to relate to that person that has it a little harder, so that you have a better appreciation right. for what what you are what you're struggling, what Absolutely. you're dealing with. Absolutely. And so yeah, we we handed out cold weather objects. the The Breakfast Club that we did is actually at one of the biggest churches in Midtowns that accepts people from the LGBTQ plus right. community. Right. And it's not too many churches that are going to wrap their hands around that community and right. say, hey, no matter what our, our religious beliefs are, we want you here. We want to help feed you. They sit down, all the homeless people, um, we go in, we serve them on mm-hmm. real plates, right. real real utensils. Absolutely. We set the table. We, we, you know, we serve them coffee, juice, milk, whatever. It's almost unlimited until it's, it's all gone. And, right. you know, to give the people a sense of self-dignity. Absolutely. You know, in that moment. And it's just something that we look forward to doing. We, we are constantly looking for things to do. My husband is, I mean... That is his thing. Sometimes he can find way more stuff. (laughs) Most of the time he finds way more stuff than I can find. He's much more the visionary and I'm the executioner. That's what we kind of, that's how we tag team it. Um, We've been the Salvation Armies. We'll call the Salvation Army if we're out of town and we'll be like, hey, we're on vacation and you know, wherever we are, can we just come and help serve? Wow. Yeah, and they're always that's, that's welcome to help. That's just amazing. 
thank they you for doing always that. Welcome that's that's it. what people that's what we need to be doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can always find the Salvation Army somewhere and they are serving people whether they are housed there or not and they will always say, "Yeah, come on, we can use the extra hands." Right. So, yeah, we just we just want to instill in our children that you are to be service oriented. You are always supposed to reach back, reach to the side, even reach above. Right. And give a hand to someone else. Right. Uh, and and it's it's worked, I guess. What, are they are they moving? <laughs> are they paying it forward? They are. Um, my son is a pres- the president of his black student um, union, the right. black student organization there on campus. He is also a part of a fraternity, so he has to do service hours. That's and right. Things my to do my, with my that. daughter was in a, fr- a sorority, and mm-hmm. they they have a they had a, an associated. Nonprofit mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, absolutely. My daughter is, um, my youngest daughter is on a basketball scholarship. So, with being on the basketball team, they are having to do service projects. And then in her spare time, she works at a daycare just because we've always had younger children and children around. And right. that just seems to be her jam. She, she was really good with children. Um, and my oldest daughter, my oldest daughter is the animal lover. Oh, and okay. <laughs> she, um, we never really realized it growing up. You haven't told her that you eat, ate a guinea pig, have you? <laughs> I did. I did you? Oh, what she did? What she said? Oh, she didn't like it. At oh all. my god! <laughs> but, <laughs> but she is the animal lover. Um, she has a passion for just caring for those that don't have a human voice. Right. And you know, I think overall, just as a family, we come from a family. My husband comes from a family of educators. Mm-hmm. Um, my family is service oriented. My right. mother's a 40 plus year nurse. Okay. She is a school nurse right now. has been doing that forever, but she has always been in nursing. Uh, my father, like I said, my father, my biological father was in the Navy. He's a contractor. My stepfather, um, he works for a nuclear plant, but he's always been that city lead coach. Gotcha. And that yep. um, that person in the community. The giving back person. Yeah, that's yes. always helping and always handing out whatever he needed. We had a family. We were a family of seven children, and our house stayed full even when we didn't have it. You were your own community. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were yeah. our own team. Yeah. We didn't need people to come over. Yeah. and You know, we could... But people were drawn to our house because they knew we were always giving. Right. Um, we're a deeply religious family as far as uh, we are connected to the church and mm-hmm. we're affiliated with um, our AME Churches uh, um, Association. But beyond that, regardless of whatever our faith belief is, right. we all across the board know that we got to give to others. Right. You have to. Yeah. It does so much for your soul. Uh, yeah, you there's know. a there's a bumper sticker out there that that I've seen many times. It says, you know, the the person with the most toys wins. That's wrong. You, you know, you can't so take wrong. the toys with you. Mm-mm. And 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 you get so much. You get seven times back what you give. Oh yeah. I I, I have gotten back just you know literally gave the last dollar or whatever you know mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it comes back. Every it time. absolutely comes back. Every, every time. time. Every time. Yeah. And that's what we tell our kids. I mean, I, I will tell anybody, whether they are my kids or someone else's kids, that if you feel like you would like um, the reward, 
then you've got to give it to somebody first for it to come back to you. So, yeah, go ahead. Give give that last dollar. Give somebody a quarter if you only have two. Right. You'll get it back. That's absolutely it's, right. It's going to come I, back. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely <laughs> so, agree with that. Yeah. So uh, you've uh, also been involved with uh, the Upward Bound program. Yep. And I want to talk a little bit about that just because it's, it's unique in, in my background because I was in the Upward Bound program at Spring Hill College here in Mobile uh, when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was, and you know, it. <laughs> this, this is a sign of the times. But <laughs> so that summer, my senior year, between my junior and senior year, uh, you know, you stay on campus and we had classes and, and – uh, we had a, a little jazz band. We had drama. We did some plays. It was a lot. It was great opportunity, but it was all based on uh, low income needs mm-hmm. uh, because of the. Uh, so I was there, and, and my friend was there uh, because of our, the low income part, mm-hmm. not the not the race part. Yeah. So we were the only two white people, <laughs> and there were ninety eight. Blacks. Y'all were at the cookout. We were, and they, you know, this is the kind of sense of humor everybody else had. On our door, somebody had put it, and we just left it because we weren't going to take it down. It, we were minority one and minority two. Oh, <laughs> that was our first time in life. <laughs> that was our that was our name. And we don't know, you know, we didn't nobody. We didn't take it down. We, if that's how they want to see it, and they and they jokingly, we went wonderful time at Upward Bound. But the, the opportunities that that we, we were able to get. And so when I saw that you were doing an RA for mm-hmm. Upward Bound this past May, mm-hmm. it was May? Yeah. Well, it was well, past June, summer. June, it was June summertime. June, July. Yep. So talk to us a little bit about that because you told me earlier that you went to New York with them. <laughs> yeah. Sound like herding cats. <laughs> yeah. You weren't in the program. I was a student, so I know. I was a student in the program. You were actually in one of the RAs. Yeah, I was so one talk of the to RA. what, what First of all, what got you involved in that? So... Honest to God, truth, uh, the digest that comes out. Yeah, Daily South, Digest. Yeah, the Daily Digest. They had a posting on there that they were looking for RAs for the summer. It will be, a, you know, on-campus housing for five weeks in the Upward Bound program. All I knew of the Upward Bound program was that I had some classmates when I, were younger, when I was younger that was in Upward Bound Talent Search. Okay. I was never in it. Right. Um, I think we barely missed the income mm-hmm. um as far as cutoff so i never i and i never never even thought to try to get in it i was right. involved with so much other stuff so i really just reached out to the director shout out to director Antasha johnson amazing right. and she um i reached out to her i said hey I'm an adult learner. I know this is weird, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would like to interview for the position. And even during our interview, she was like, you did see the part where it says you're staying on campus. Right. I'm like, look, I'm an empty nester. Right. Um, my husband's an educator. His summers is done. Like, we can make it work. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And so it went well. And she was like, yeah, come on. And next thing you know, I'm. Moving into a dorm room? No, we were in New York. <laughs> no, I we. Oh, so that was we, here. This it was summer. here this oh. summer, and then the end of the year summer trip was in New York. Oh, gotcha. We went okay. to New York for four days, uh, three nights, and it was amazing. Right. Um, it was hard work. Um, our flight got delayed horribly bad. We oh. ended up having to stay in Nashville, a last minute thing, because we missed our connecting flight coming back. 
So, yeah, I did guess you sleep could in say, the airport or they no, give you a voucher? Actually, the airport did not give us a voucher because it was a weather, inclement weather, so they don't give you vouchers for that. So, um, thank God, like I said, Miss Johnson is amazing. She made the right phone calls and right. we were able to get into a hotel in Nashville so the kids would not have to stay. Um, uh, okay. in the in the airport. But we made it back safe and sound. We did amazing things in New York. But even before New York, I mean, uh, the program here at South is ran amazing. Right. It's very organized, structured. They do ACT prep, SAT right. prep. Um, yeah, we did all that. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah, doing absolutely. all of that. You know, I don't even day. remember my – I mean, we stayed on campus at Spring Hill College is mm-hmm. where, the, where the, the one that I did was. I don't remember I, – I, I kind of remember the RA mm-hmm. because – Whenever, whenever you get you do something you weren't supposed to do, mm-hmm. they were you'd have a group of people and they were walking around and you can't do this and you can't yeah. do that. But I, I couldn't remember their names or anything about them. But I do remember there were RAs. Yeah, you know, walking they, around. they have to have somebody. I mean, yeah. and the stipulation for being an RA, the biggest one is that you have to be t- currently taking classes at South. So really, yeah. Oh, so you have to be that. an actual student. You know, they don't get any outside because you have to be vested. That's you true. Know? Yep. So yeah, but beyond before we even went to New York, I mean, we went on a field trip every week. We went somewhere. We went to a college. We went to a something career um, oriented. Right. We went to um, the Airbus place here. We went to Dillard in New Orleans. We went to Spring Hill. Okay. We did. Um, oh man, we went paintballing. We went to Pensacola and visited West Florida. So they don't limit it to just exposing the children to just South. Okay. They are, are they are about creating options. We went to one the coastal. We went to coastal that was in Spanish Fork. Um, so yeah, it's all about getting that exposure and showing these high school students, especially the ones that come from low income families that are potential first generation um, college students right. It's showing them that there are possibilities outside of what, outside of what they even can fathom at yes. that young of age. You're absolutely right. Uh, I, uh, it was in the Upward Bound program where they had this uh, little library, this library of, of college catalogs, mm-hmm. hard copy, the mm-hmm. paper ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being from South Alabama and growing up in this place, uh, I mean, in Mobile and very well knowing what South, who South Alabama was, I, pull, I found one that said University of North Alabama. And I thought, oh, there's a North Alabama. <laughs> so I just started thumbing through it yeah. and – found out that they had a commercial music degree. Mm. And that commercial music degree, uh, it was because it was in Florence in the Quad City area, and there was Muscle Shoals yep. right across the, the, the river there. And so they had a commercial music degree, and I always wanted to go there. Yeah. And so, but, of course, I didn't have the money to go there. Life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. Mm-hmm. And so I never did. Jump forward six years later, uh, I was uh, manager of a record store over in Fort Walton Beach, and uh, decided, you know, I I want to go back. I want to. I, I wanted to get that degree from uh, North Alabama, and I went back and I got it. Look and, at and I got so I, I I'm I, I am the poster child. And I've said this before. I think on the on the podcast, I'm the poster child for interdisciplinary studies. <laughs> I have a bachelor's degree in commercial music. Mm-hmm. I have an MBA and a PhD in political science, international relations. Oh, so yeah. I'm all of the board. But it was that upward bound program that that got me. To like you said, even looking because yeah. it, you know the opportunities that I had didn't have them, mm-hmm. and so they provided those opportunities. I, I just 
am impressed that in all the things that you could have done, you did that. I yeah. mean, because that's like you said, that's like herding cats, and oh, yeah. you have to want to do it. And, but but with your background and the type of person you are, it was a good fit. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, had it not been, I mean, even if they were my children, right? it's all about exposure. Absolutely. It's all about getting them to see something outside of their short-sighted, you know, little pocket of the world, yep. their high school, their community, their um, their household. Right. You know, they've got to see that there's stuff out there. Um, a lot of people don't get that opportunity. We stress to them all the time. Like, I, I stress to them while I was the RA, like, look, <laughs> if I had the chance to stay on a campus for five weeks, Monday through Friday, right. and eat in a cafeteria, yep. and swipe a student ID card, like, I don't know what my college experience was, because I was not, I wasn't necessarily exposed to the college life like that before right. I went. I, I definitely wasn't. And yeah. I'm like, y- y'all are, it's a golden opportunity. Yes. And then at the end of the year, you get a letter in the mail that says, You've been invited to go to New York City for four days, three nights, everything paid for. All you have to do is show up. I mean, we went to Broadway. We went to Harlem. We went to Central Park. That's awesome. We went to, um, we went Empire State Building. We went, we ate New York pizza. (laughs) We Did you eat with a fork? (laughs) Or your no, hands. <laughs> I folded it. Yeah, that's what you're supposed I'm to do. Country. Yeah, you're supposed to fold it. Um, so like it's just experience that even me being an RA, I right. was like, wow, I wouldn't have experienced that had I not been an RA with right. with Upward Bound. We went to Rockefeller Center mm-hmm. or we went I mean, the list goes on, right. but I I it it was an amazing experience. Yeah. I was just talking with um the director today and the question was are you coming back next summer <laughs> and i was just are you like going to? i think i am I, I really think i am i think what i have to offer them is um it's just an an optimism a positivity and just a forward thinking of hey this is being presented to you you need to go tell somebody else that it's a good opportunity right. and it can be presented to them too it's like yeah i i, I really think i am really considering it Right. So I'm excited. Well, let me, let me, we're, first of all, again, thank you for, for coming in. Oh, yeah. And talking with me. Cause it, I just, just from reading what you've written mm-hmm. on, in, in the course, you're just a cool person I wanted to meet. <laughs> oh, well, okay? thank you. I'm just thank telling you. you. And so you wrote something that on, uh, on the letter that you sent me was, mm-hmm. uh, my entrepreneurial spirit drives me to think outside the box and explore new avenues for community service striving to bring about positive change in the lives of individuals and families, especially the underserved special needs community. So r- real quick, the entrepreneurial spirit, what are you doing in, the, in that sense? I mean, is there anything you want to talk about or, or yeah, so promote a little bit? Yeah, what are you doing? a little bit. <laughs> My um, upcoming passion project, and I'm already working on it and have filled out grants to possibly receive some money for funding, um, is to – there is a need for helping those students once they are out of the public school system, once they are out of high school, whether they graduate or just get a certificate of completion. Right. Um, there are some special special needs students 
Um, and, and even non-special needs students, even gen ed students, you have so many supports and services that are protected and that are required while you're in the public school system. And those services, at some point, they just end. It's, just, it's a very abrupt cutoff. Right. It's almost like a, okay, fly birdie. And for the people that are on the school side of it, because that's where I've been, that's where I've been spending the last few years, is, you know, you wish you could do more. Right. And right now I have about eight to ten of my former students that I am speaking with on a regular basis. I'm kind of like their, for lack of better terms, I'm their paraprofessional beyond high school. Right. Um, we're working on how to get those IEPs and those um, 504 plans and I'm using all this teacher jargon. <laughs> Let me go back. Those individual educational plans right. and all those supports and services that they had when they was in high school, finding a way to translate that into the real world, okay. into life after high school. The state of Alabama has a very limited um, institutions that offer uh, post-secondary education programs. Right. South Alabama has an amazing one. They have one of the biggest growing ones, their Passage USA. Oh, yeah, Passage. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's just down yeah. the hall from mm -hmm. me. Yep. So there is good and growing, and it is getting more notoriety. Have you worked with uh, Abby back? I have not. Okay. I have not. But, um, you know, University of Alabama, University of uh, Auburn University, Jacksonville, Alabama A&M, and I believe there is one other program in Birmingham. What I'm trying to do is those are all bigger states. Right. I'm in Enterprise, Alabama. Right. <laughs> once, once those children, once no less decide, important though. No less Thank important. You. Let's get that out. No there. less important. So right. when you're in these rural areas, you know, once those students graduate high school, they're either left with job force or college, or military. Right. That's all they're being told are their choices. And especially for our special needs community, they need to know that they, there is somebody out there that's going to help them walk through their life path just like anybody else. And so, like I said, the, the project is still in the beginning stages. Okay. Uh, I work full-time as a uh, as a virtual assistant right. for a mental health office out of Atlanta. That is my full-time job, and I'm getting a lot of support from them. It's called Out of the Box Counseling, Coaching, and Consulting. I get a lot of support from them as far as um, they've helped me learn how to write the grants, submit mm -hmm. them, things Absolutely. like that. And I mean, that's an industry of itself. Oh, yeah, uh -huh. and all at the same time being there to, um, to learn what all services are provided on a behavioral health and mental health standpoint. And just trying to see the whole course and, and, and be there for the whole student, not right. just as an education plan, but a life path, right. a career plan. Um, how are you socially? What is dating like? Right. Like, how can I help you in whatever area that you need help with? Right. Um, parents are tired. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have a special needs student, it is not, you don't get that, um, that time where you can just sit them in front of a TV and then you walk away and you can go do things for hours. Like it is, I'm not saying that they have it harder right. or, or, you know, or anything like that. I'm just saying that it is a lot of work. And well, like you said, it's an underserved mm -hmm. part of the community. It, it is. Yeah. And, and I just want to be that support for the parent. I want to be that support for the student. I want to be able to connect them to resources, whether it's something I can provide or whether I can help them 
to somewhere that can right. provide it. Right. Adult daycares and adult rehabilitation centers sometimes do not have the space for a fresh out of high school, 18, 19. Right, um, right now you can stay in, in the school system under certain protections up until you're 22. And certain school systems have uh, programs for that. Other ones don't. Right. Once they finish 12th grade and they're 18 years old, they have to find their own way. Right. And that's hard. That's tough. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just put it out there for just the special needs students. There are gen ed students that do not know what to do after right. high school. Right. <laughs> I knew I was going to college. <laughs> right. Um, at the time, I thought I wanted to be an accountant. I don't know why. Yeah, I just like numbers. Okay. I didn't realize I like people more than I like numbers. <laughs> and you can't be an accountant if you like people that's more right. than you like numbers. <laughs> so and That's not bashing all the accountants out there listening not, right now. That is definitely not bashing accountants. But I really feel like <laughs> that just was not my path. <laughs> that was not your jam. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I really think maybe one day I'll go back and... Hey, what? I'll go back and be an accountant somewhere. Don't do that. Yeah. Why? I love You're numbers. You're doing great things now. I love number crunching. Well, I, you, get into the grants. That's That should be enough number crunching for it you. It should be. It's not. <laughs> I just got to. I said I wanted to do it. Now I feel like I, I got to do it. <laughs> Gotta be a jack of all trades like yeah, you, Dr. Just, Moody. You're, 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 doing, you're doing wonderful things. You don't have to go back and be an accountant. Ugh. But no, I mean, seriously, I, I really just want to put myself out there as somebody to say, hey, let me figure out the how with you. Right. If I if I don't, if I cannot get, if I cannot serve you while you are in school and you've done all that homework and whatever, then how? what's next? What's the how? How do we get there? And what's next? Right. And so, what do you think you might see your your kids coming back and helping you? I do. Okay. Um, a couple of them, I guess, I kind of groomed them since <laughs> since the high truth. school. Are they gonna listen to this podcast? The yes. Tru- the truth now yes. comes out. Kind of groomed them. They know what I expect. Suckers. <laughs> and they know what kind of work I will accept and what I will not. Let's say it together. <laughs> 30 and go. 3-0, oh, we go. 3-0, so, we go. Yes. So I am hoping to employ my children, <laughs> my students, <laughs> anyone that I... That, that'll, help with, that'll help with those initial costs. Exactly. Because, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's good. So um, one, of the, one of the things that I did when I was in Georgia is um, our special needs students were only taking either PE or art as right. an extracurricular, as right. their electives. Right. And I said, no, we can do more than PE and art. Right. You know, we're in high school. We, we are divergent enough to right. where we can do more. And so I got a couple of them in office aid. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Right. I have one student that's the perfect secretary. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because he's so task-oriented. Right. And he can get it done if he knows that from – Eight to three, these are his duties. Right. I mean, who knew? Right. Um, we had a couple of them in choir. Um, we had one that actually went to theater and, oh, did, cool. and did acting. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, let's think outside that box. Think outside the box. What can right. we do? We can do so much more than just what people tell us we can do. Right. Yeah. And in, in a lot of times, that's what happens to people in life, that they're – 
as they're growing up, they're told, you're stupid, you're ugly. All, all the things they're told that they are, and they, they end up believing that, and as they get to be adults, that's how they identify themselves, mm-hmm. which is why I appreciate you saying that you were dis, you know, you were dismantling all those labels yeah. that you had to, to try to move forward. And I just thought that was fascinating. I just didn't want to be stuck being just that label. Right. You know, I want people to know that whatever it was, I tried it. Yeah. And however I did, I tried it. Right. And that's all I can give to anyone. Right. Just go out there and try it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nicole, I appreciate you being here. I wish you hey, all the success. We're going to definitely stay in touch. Oh, definitely. I want to see how this uh, nonprofit goes. You don't have a name for it yet, right? I do not have a name for it. Okay. Um, I like the outside-the-box thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Out-of-the-box is the company I work for, though, so I don't right. want to. Oh, that's um, right. You can't use that. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking something to do with West Nets or the logo I tried was a more than sign. Okay. And just kind of more than mm-hmm. just because I want people to feel like you are more than right. whatever people say you are. You okay. are definitely more than that. So I don't know. I'm kind of teeter tottering right. with those. Yeah. That's like, that's um, what I do with matter of fact, that's what I do with the episode <laughs> titles. I have no idea what, the, yeah. what I'm going to title this. You can so call you'll, it you'll, just, you'll know when I know, cause I will listen to this whole thing again and something will pop out and I'll go. Okay. Hey, look, I'm from Dothan. We're going to call it the peanut gallery. <laughs> We're just gonna move on with that. This will be the peanut I'm a, episode. I'm actually gonna write that down. <laughs> peanut gallery. I love it. I love it. But yeah, um, Nicole and the peanut gallery. Hey, hey, look. We're Which just is sad because the, I'm the I'm actually the peanut gallery because I'm the only one in the room. <laughs> See? Oh, that's good. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So yeah, thank you so much oh, for having yeah, it's me. Been a look, pleasure. Any any time we can spare positivity and optimism, you know, I I appreciate what you're doing. Right. Because this is this is good stuff. You got you know again, uh, I've got job security because according to my my description, you know, it's what will save the world is is uh, empathy and optimism and a million small things. So. I've got a million episodes yeah. I can I got I need to yeah. do so that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot so yeah I hope so I you're around I, for all of them <laughs> that was me knocking on wood <laughs> put it out there in the universe okay well Nicole any any last words you want to say um last words is just be the change. Be the change.